Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time. time. It's time time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Star. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Feet the Fan of Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And for those of you that ask about the Raiders pennant, the Eagles pennant, the Packers pennant, everything else that's back there, he worked for those teams, guys. This is a man who's put in the hours for the Dallas Cowboys. Shortest stint there, probably the Raiders, right? That was about a week? Two weeks. Yeah, two I weeks. Worked, for, worked for Al Davis for two weeks. <laughs> It was amazing. Maybe one day I'll tell that story about. I, I, if you listen to me on 105.3 The Fan, you will know my Al Davis story. It's who we. It, it was crazy. Like the man I interviewed with. I, I left the Cowboys after the the draft in 05. That mm-hmm. crazy draft that we had that was really good. The Demarcus Ware draft. So I my contract runs out. Jeff Ireland tells me he's taken over for Larry Lacewell. And Ireland tells me he goes, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna ke- I could keep you around for pro director if uh, Brian Gain doesn't take the job." And Brian Gain at the time was it was Dallas or San Francisco, and uh, so Gain decides he's going to take the Dallas job. So now I'm out of a gig. So I'm done on a Monday. I interview with the Raiders on a Friday of in May, first week in May, and I. I mean, like I interviewed with Al Davis for like five hours. And so then I'm like, okay, great. Everything's fine. Thanks. Appreciate it. I don't hear from him at all, at all, till August. And it's like, Brian, would you be interested in coming and working with the Raiders? And we'll have you. You can come to Alameda and you can, you know, you can hang out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Mr. Davis, sounds great. So I go there and, um, I'm working for the Raiders. I'm living at a hotel literally next door. You could, like, pitch a golf ball, like a boop, little chipper from the hotel to where the facility was. I mean, it's just right there on the uh, the campus. And so, like, two weeks go by. Well, at the time, I'm married. And my uh, my wife at the time, you know, she's like, well, when are they going to tell us about – this is a week. When are they going to send us the stuff about moving? When are they going to – you know, relocation packages? When are – you know, all this stuff. I'm like, well, let me – you know, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll figure it out, babe. I'll let you know, da, 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 da. So another week goes. 
And uh, Mr. Davis brings me in, and he's like, uh, oh, Brian, I'd, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to try you out. I'd like for you to, I'll pay you two thousand a month. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm like, Mr. Davis, I really can't do that. I've got a, I've got a wife. Uh, Bennett was just born. Um, you know, I'm like, I go, sir, I, I really can't do that. And he's like, okay, then you could pack your stuff and go home. You could just go home. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I swung by Mike Lombardi's office, and I'm like, uh, he's like, hey, what's up? And I go, the old man just told me to go home. And I go, he goes, what? I go, the old man, he wants to pay me two grand. I could live in the hotel, and he wants to try me out. He's like, just wants to try me out for the job. And you know the funny thing about it? If I was single, I would have probably done it. Yeah, I would have probably, yeah. I would have probably done it. I, I if I was single, but then I, you know, I flew home. And what's funny about that? And I'm sorry, I'm taking time off our show here. No, but, you're good. But what's funny about that? Peter King had was doing a, a thing for HBO called Inside the NFL. Yeah, and I was gonna be, I was gonna be this anonymous scout for for inside the NFL. So my job going from the Cowboys, Peter's like, "Hey, I want to I want you to come on and work with us on inside the NFL." And you could be the anonymous scout, you could break stuff down and talk and you know that da 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 da. And so I'm like, "Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a good gig." Well, we're talking about that gig. I interview with the Raiders and now I'm like, I have to call Peter up uh when I go with the Raiders. And I have to tell him, hey, Peter, I'm sorry that you know, I'm going to go to work with the Raiders and all that. And he goes, oh, man, okay, it's totally, it's, it's totally cool, man. Hey, uh, great, thanks. So then, like, I'm sitting in the airport, and I'm like, the first person I call is Peter King. I'm like, hey, Peter, uh, thing you with the Raiders. You still got Ra- that gig? Yeah, you still got that gig. And he goes, man, we, we're not going to do it. You talk about my wife, Kathy. She was so mad at me. I mean, she's like, what are you doing why would you go? Why, why would you take? Why would you go work for a place where they want to try you? You know, and I'm like, and there's nothing I could say. There's just nothing I could say. And it was just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, I worked for the Raiders for two weeks. But yeah, these, these pennants real quick, all these pennants behind me, these are pennants I got when I went to Cowboy Games from 1971. Oh. As from a fan, 19, as a yeah, season ticket holder. Yeah, as a, as a season ticket holder from 1971, or really 72, to 1992 when I went and worked for the Packers, my family, I got a pennant, a felt pennant, every time I went to a game. And these pennants all behind me are all from 1971, all the seasons that I had. Uh, so, yeah, it's just my... It's my way to they remind all, they me. They all have the uh, they all have the Gary Anderson single bar face mask. They're all and they're and they're I, they're really cool. If you could see over my what would be looking at my, it's my right shoulder, but on the screen I think it's the yeah it's still the right yeah. It's like the Houston Oilers and then there's the yeah you see the Eagles the Saints but I've got them all I've got them all around me in my office here and then I and got then my, I see the Cowboys just just over uh, okay now that see that was the thing about it is what was funny the Cowboys one I used to have up high and then I people couldn't see it then they would see the Eagles one was down low and so they were seeing the Eagles one think all oh, these Cowboy fans are gonna hate me so now with the way my screen is I need to move the Cowboy pennant again and get them back in the Back yeah, in, you got you got to reshuffle there a little bit. Yeah, uh, Brian, what I don't see up there, uh, I don't happen to see a Patriots 
uh, pennant. That is who the uh, Dallas Cowboys are taking on this week. I'm sure it's over there. I just don't see it right now. Uh, but it, the the Cowboys are taking on the Patriots this week. It is the return of Ezekiel Elliott, and we're going to take a deep dive into <laughs> the New England Patriots. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to waste time there. No, my bad. Good. No, no. Pe- people love the story. No, they don't. People are probably they like, do. You- I love them. I know, but they're like to be the people that like, why don't you get to the football stuff, Broadus? <laughs> this Wasted. was football. This yeah, was all wasting football. time. You're not talking <laughs> about the team. I'm so like, as we yeah. look at it, let, let's talk about the team that before we dive yeah. into the Patriots specifically, yeah. uh, positive uh, news on Thursday, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, both return to practice in some form. They were both limited. Yeah. Tyron Smith remains a DNP. He is looking a little doubtful at this moment for Sunday against the Patriots. The question then becomes, is it Idoga at left tackle? Is it Tyler Smith? Now that they have a week to get him some work, which direction do they go? You're the insider. You tell me. Mike McCarthy is not giving details on (laughs) it. What? What? Mike's not telling you? It's it's, it's shocking. What do you think is going to happen? Here's I I don't think Smith's going to play. I don't think Smith's playing. I don't think Tyron Smith is playing. I don't think he is. This this was a big day. In terms of who's going to play at left tackle, I – they are so cagey with details, this group. My inclination is to say that it would be just like them to uh, run Idoga back out there at left tackle it is what you, I would And uh, you call yourself an insider. I'm just saying. I'm saying. The, 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 I'm what are you, you what, why do I have to do all the work? You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. I'm, I'm just telling you that offensive line is – the, the the stuff I got out of there last week was, and I think you heard some of the same. Oh, no. Biotis was, yeah. was fine. Oh, Biotis yeah. was probably going to oh, play. Yeah. Biotis oh, yeah. didn't play. Oh, Tyron yeah. was probably going to play. Tyron didn't play. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's it's hard to keep track of what exactly it is they're doing over there. Can my, I? My, my best guess as of today, and it may change in the next 24 hours, the more I talk to people, the closer it gets to game time. My best guess right now is if Tyron doesn't go, they just keep it the way it was, and it's Idoga at left tackle. I, I have a feeling you're right. Okay, let me ask you this, though, Robert. Yeah. If you can only get two of them back, you can only get two players back. Mm-hmm. Of the three, who are you getting back? Who would you – Tyron say, and Zach. It's not even close because Hoffman that, was good. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I know some people on Twitter ask. There's no us, shot at Biotis. That, that's not at a, all. That's a not big vote of confidence in what Brock It Hoffman. just shows you how well maybe – not maybe – to me, Tyron Smith had cl- turned the clock back a little bit. Well, he they're getting tur- the ball out so fast too, and so what? Yeah, happens but it's on the but end- he's but he's not he's not been he's been good. No, he's he's been he's been fine. He's he's not. I, I don't think he's been. Why do you hate Tyron Smith? Way. I don't hate Tyron Smith. You I do? love Tyron Smith. I don't. What I hate is what I hate is having to routinely half the year the last six years figure out what are you doing uh, because your left tackles out. I hate that. I don't love that. I, I like a little bit more stability. Best of, uh, the best ability is availability, as they say. Uh, and and Tyron for about half the year doesn't have the best abil- uh, best ability. And so that's my what, only thing there. You know, there are people in Green Bay that are going through this with David Bakhtiari now too. Yeah, there's these tremendous players that just can't stay healthy. Just can't stay healthy. You know, but I um, to answer your question. I think they're going to roll Adoga back out there at left tackle. Tyler Smith at left guard. Um, Biotish will be the center. Martin the right guard. And then steal the right tackle. That would be my guess. 
Yeah, I, I think that's what you're looking at. And when you're and then you're going Saturday, up- I'll figure it out, and it'll be completely wrong what I just said. Yeah, well, I, I mean, look, I, I would they, play. I would play Tyler Smith at left tackle. He did at almost a Pro Bowl level. Really he good. was a he was on the All Rookie Team as a tackle last year. Why is it so hard? He 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 played tackle at Tulsa. I know he worked at guard. You were kind of like. You know, I think you got a little bit stunned that Tyron Smith wasn't going to play last week. You know, and okay, I get it. I get last week. But you got a whole week to get. You and I are worried about Matthew Jordan, right? Jordan, we're worried. Jordan and Uchi. Jordan and Uchi. Both of them. Both of them. You know, I worry about Adoga as a tackle. And, you know, not. I mean, they had two sacks last week. The one sack that that that, and I don't think he was responding. They're trying to double move on the outside. Dak kind of holds it. I mean, you let it fly, but you know he he gives up the he gives up the sack. And but also you know Bass wasn't good on the play either. You know mm-hmm. Dak didn't have a place to step up, so it's just a bad play. But the other times these guys were fine. So maybe 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 Adoga playing left tackle will be fine. I I just. Me personally, him playing guard, I think is better. I just do, and I wonder. I wonder. You know, that's that's why you and I are doing radio, and I'm not sitting there doing work with the team anymore because they don't care what. Last time I cared what I said was 2005. That was a long time ago. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this New England Patriots defense, which is really good, actually. Um, yeah, it, it's one. It, it's we, what's going to keep them in games. It is going to keep them in games. They do things good offensively to a point. They don't score any points. They just yeah. don't score points. But their defense look, look, their defense ain't gonna complaining. We're complaining about not pushing the ball down the field. This is a team you're playing this week. They will not push the ball down the field at all. They'll send Kendrick Bourne on a few deep routes every game. Kendrick Bourne is their one deep guy. But if it's if it's not born, everything is at the line of scrimmage. It feels like for this. I'll tell you the team. one the one quick player they do have is is Demario Douglas, the rookie from Liberty. Yeah, and and you know what? Let's just start with the Patriots' offense. I think that'll be the shorter okay. time because of, of, yeah. of how limited they they seem yeah. to be offensively. I will say the I one spent guy. Spent seven about, minutes talking about my working with. No, Bob. no, no. The guy, the guy Brian, I'm worried you about. Can go it. home. Yeah, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I liked the you guy, at one time. The guy I'm worried about in New England is Demario Douglas. Douglas is a guy that and, and and he fumbled in the Dolphins game and pretty much got benched after yeah. that for the rest of the game. But yeah, man, that is that is an electric player who can make things happen in space in the return game, catching right. the ball. They do a lot of motion with the receivers into the backfield. They'll put yeah. Juju back there. They'll put Douglas back there. I I do worry that for a team that just got gashed by Rondell Moore. I, I do worry about how the Patriots use their receivers in terms of well, across the formation. I'll tell you this, though, Bobby. The one thing that I learned from watching the Patriots play is that the best path for them running the ball is either the toss, you know, but the toss sweep for them, when if they can run the ball to their left, your right is – and what's the problem the Cowboys have had? It's been on that on that right on that right side. You know, yeah. it's it's not running the ball. There's not a problem. You know, 
Teams do not want to run the ball at DeMarcus Lawrence. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked in this game if we see DeMarcus Lawrence play some right end. I wouldn't be I wouldn't either. The Cowboys behind left tackle and left end, those snaps combined, they're allowing 11 yards per carry. There's there's no question. You watch you watch the way you watch the way that the Patriots run the football. Teams want to run teams want to run at Micah Parsons. They do. And that's the you know, so if that's the case, you have to find ways to put guys behind him, you know, in case that he stunts down inside or jumps around a block. But where the numbers will tell you, the numbers, if you're one of those guys or gals that believes in the metrics of things. The Patriots are good when it comes to running at their left side, your right edge, inside or out. But just off the left side, they are a a strange team in that way. Most teams are right-handed and run the ball better to their right side. But the Patriots are the opposite. They're better when they can go to their left. But they're also better when when they face like six or fewer defenders in the box. When it's a light box... They tend to run the ball a little bit better there. It's that's where that's where Ezekiel Elliott has been. I think you know with Stevenson and Elliott, that's where they've been their best when they've dealt with a team that's played a little six man box or, or lighter. It yeah. hasn't been as good, and this is where I'm, you're, you're learning about metrics and stuff. When they start talking about neutral, neutral or seven in the box, not as good for the Patriots. When the box is stacked, that's eight or more. So seven or eight, not as good for the Patriots running the ball. Six or fewer is a better situation for them running the football. And it's and to your right, their left is what you have to be aware of today. Which to get that lighter box, I mean, they're going to have to be able to challenge a little bit some of these secondaries, make yeah. them feel like they can they can play back. Is is I don't know. When I watched it, it felt like Bourne was the only guy they felt like they could do anything with down the field for the most part. Everything else has been been pretty much under. Uh, it's a lot yeah. of quick stuff at the line of scrimmage. Well, a lot of smoke routes. It's it has just, to be. It has yeah. to be because the problem. The and and this is this is a problem that they they deal with too when you start talking about Mac Jones and you know Mac Jones with this receiving core. He has very, very few attempts with open receivers. Very yeah. few open receivers. It, it, they just don't. And, you know, it, it's a metrics thing again. You know, 43% of the time he is throwing to what they determine as an open receiver. And that's within a three yards of separation. You know, that, that's what they tell you. Three-plus yards of separation, that would be considered an open receiver. But they're, they're even less – even less when it comes to wide open throws, which is five yards or more. They're right at 20%. So you 43% open receivers and then and then and then even open wide receivers five yards more with separation. It only happens 20% of the time for them. Yeah. I mean they're throwing in I mean this guy doesn't even throw in tight windows. Here's another number for you. I'm not trying to give you tired head with numbers, but it's stuff you learn and you wonder as you go along these metrics will show you. Tight windows throws, he only sixteen percent of his passes are tight windows throws. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's he's only trying sixteen percent of those tight window throws. So that just tells you that these receivers are struggling to get open. Now, where where they do make some hay, 
where they do make some hay is with their tight ends. You know, and, and it's not – it's, you know, with, with Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. Yeah. The, these guys are, like, super reliable. Okay, why are they super reliable? Well, what happens is the pocket tends to break down. Like, the, Mac Jones goes back to pass. He is under some kind of duress. So what's he going to do? He's going to try and find – he's going to find one of these tight ends. And, you know, when, when you look at both these tight ends – his quarterback rating is over a hundred with both of the with with Henry and Gasicki. You know, I mean, yeah. they're reliably catching the football for him. And the coaches in New England, when you watch the All Twenty Two, they like to use them in combination routes together. So, like one will drive across, one behind. They like to do things with like picks and rubs. Yeah, that's what smart teams are doing in the National Football League today. They're, they're finding ways to create separation because these cornerbacks and safeties are really good at covering. So you got to find ways to, and if the officials are not going to call it, and by the way, Bobby, who's the official for the game this week? Do you, did you know that? Did you uh, get Scott that? Novak. Scott uh, who, Novak. Who the, who the Cowboys have uh, They've had him twice, right? Penalties yeah, both okay. Times they've had okay, Scott Novak. I'll remember that tomorrow for when my show is. But th- this is the thing about it is, you you have got to find a way to keep Hunter and Kasiki from doing things in this game. You have to cover them up because they're both they, they the way they run their offense. The I mentioned the rubs, the picks. It's simple throws. It's hooks. It's outs. It's you know. It's just it's it's like sit down, slide a little bit. I mean everything about it is just trying to make easy throws. And even when you kind of cover these guys. They're strong. They're big. They'll catch the ball. They're one of these guys. I mean, they're not going to blow you away with you know with them as blockers, but they're really good at catching the football. You know, and that's and that's and I think that's something that Dallas. You know, the I don't if the wide receivers kill you in this game, well, that's your fault. But yeah. these tight ends can make plays because of how quick the routes are that they run underneath. Yeah, I think if the receivers kill you in this game, again, it's because some of the stuff they do with motion, it's some of the stuff they do to get Douglas in space. They get Juju Smith-Schuster into the backfield. Just They they love that uh, that, that circular like motion. It's called orbit. It's called yeah, orbit. They, they love the orbit motion yeah. on, with the receivers. Right. That, that, that seems to be the preferred way of them trying to get things going and, and change things up. With the well, what did, what did Arizona do to you? Arizona was oh, big motion. Big, you know, I mean – it's not something that they're really, really particularly big at. Now, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, you know, Dallas, if you had to say Dallas and, and the Dallas and the way offensively they've used motion, you want to know a little fact about them? Every every game, yeah, I know that's why you listen. Every game <laughs> that they've played this season, the motion for their offense has gotten less. Yeah, this is a static offense. It went, it you know, it was like it was fifty percent or more in the Giants. Went to like forty eight percent against the Jets. It was forty percent last week against uh, Arizona. Yep. So every week, their offense has Dallas's offense has used less and less motions. Which well, really- everybody who screams about, well, you got to move people around, and I think people are right about that. But, yeah, you, you do have to do some of that in this day and age. But I was talking to a guy at the Packers. This guy told me, he goes, hey, let me just give you a little idea here. He goes, one of the reasons why McCarthy got let go was because of the way the offense just grinded to a, just a halt. You know, 
the, there was no motion. There was no, you know, there was, there was no creativity. There was no, you know, yeah. but that, that's what Sky the Packers says. He said, Hey, one of the reasons why you get, you know, moved on is because the, the offense stopped trying to move people. So I hope that's not the case here. I really do. But, I, I, w- I would hope so, too. I mean, that, that looks to be how they want to run this offense, though, or how they've talked about it, even all the way back to training camp. Really quickly, before we dive into the defense, what is it? Th- this, to me, looks like there, there are two really good offensive linemen that the Patriots have. David Andrews and Trent Brown are, are two of the best, I feel like. I, I think, think they're really yeah. Good. I think everybody else on that offensive line is bad. Oh, no. I think it's a bad Low, offensive line. Otherwise. I tell you what, Calvin Anderson's not bad at tackle. Brown and Anderson are at the at the at tackles. The kid low, I don't think is very good. I very he struggles. He, yeah, very low. I, I think he struggles with power. Cole Strange in his second year looks like a little bit of a liability at guard too. I'd keep yeah. an I'd number sixty nine. I wouldn't be surprised to see them put somebody on him, bring pressure over the top of him. That's the quickest way right there to get to uh, to get to 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 Jones is to run right through the middle of that defense. And I I saw some issues with 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 Cole Strange. And he's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury right now, too. If, if the Cowboys want to run some twists and get get some stuff in yeah. against some of yes. these guards, yes. uh, whoever yeah. it is, Strange, yeah. uh, Moffey, like any, anybody that they run yeah. out there. Well, they've been drafting young guys, but these young guys aren't ready to play yet. That's no. the that's the thing is they're usually they're they're going with veteran Guys they've traded for or guys that they've signed as free agents. That's yeah. that's kind of where they go. Trent Brown, I have a feeling this game, Trent Brown's going to start at left tackle and Calvin Anderson's going to start at the right tackle. That's Which what if my. You're gonna, if, if you're going to move Demarcus Lawrence over to the left side, play or the right side of the defense, play right. some of play him over there a little bit. It wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing in the world to flip nope. Uh, nope. Parsons to the other side, get him some right. run there. Yep. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, Brian. Let's take a look at this Patriots defense now. Which, like we mentioned, it is a it's a strong unit. It's, yeah. To me, uh, obviously, without having watched the film on all thirty two teams, but getting a good perspective, I think on on some of the top teams around the league, this looks like a top ten defense to me. Um, I, I think the Patriots do a lot of, of different things that can can challenge the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, and man, this is a, a a team that they love their cover three. That, no, you, no, you're absolutely they, right. They, yeah, they yeah. absolutely love, and and they are getting fantastic play 
from the rookie corner, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. He was my top corner in the draft in April. I love this kid, and he has been a stud for them so far. You, you took this opportunity to talk about how much you love the Christian Gonzalez, love, right? I love Christian yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. I'll say this, and, and you know, your love for Christian Gonzalez is absolutely spot on. And I think it even at a and I, and we were all shocked that he lasted as long as he did. Yeah, that this was this is very much a if it, it, how the Cowboys get say a Micah Parsons in the draft. This is a gift from the draft gods, in my opinion. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez is a gift from the draft gods. And but the thing that's interesting that the Patriots are doing with him, and even at a really as a rookie young guy. They are putting him in some high leverage coverage situations. I mean, they, he will travel in the Jets this is, game. This, is, this has become it's interesting. It's become yeah. younger corners these days. Oh yeah, and I know I know Sauce Gardner doesn't travel, but Sauce Gardner, Patrick Sertan, like young corners, more and more are being told, "Hey, you need to come in and you need to take guys away immediately." And, well, and Christian Gonzalez has lived Christian, up to that. He has lived up to that. And if again, you're one of those folks that believe in metrics. He shadowed Garrett Wilson in 60% of the game last week. He played uh, press man against him 43% of the time in that game. The previous week, he played against Tariq Hill, and and he shadowed him 60% of the game while playing press man 29% of those snaps. The Eagles went after this guy when his first game, though. They targeted him like 12 times. He had eight uh, receptions against him for 99 yards. But after that, it was kind of like, hmm, okay, well, we still have confidence. The kid didn't lose confidence. He's played pretty well. He really has played. But the thing about him is, Bobby, he will travel into the slot. So if you play, you try and say, okay, CD, we're going to run you into the slot, he'll go in the slot with you. I mean, there were several times where Tariq Hill for Miami went in the slot and Gonzalez walked up across from him. So, yeah. I mean, don't be surprised – don't be surprised if, if in fact, the Cowboys are like, going, well, we can move Lamb into the slot and Gonzalez won't go with him. No, Gonzalez is like, ah, you know, I'll jump in there with you. I'll jump in there. I'll tell you who's playing well for, to him on the other side is Miles Bryant. Uh, excuse me, Miles Bryant. Yeah, I think Miles, is, he's, not, he's not been bad. No, I mean, and, and the thing about uh, Miles uh, Bryant is when they play, when they play uh, just – nickel coverage he'll go into the slot miles miles bryant will go into the slot and play and you got to be worried about him on that remember when orlando scandrick used to line up in a tight slot and then come on that that slot blitz yeah that's what miles bryant will do too you'll occasionally see him come running in off the edge to be an extra rusher that maybe somebody didn't uh, account for this cornerback group's pretty good Kyle Duggar, the safety, I, I really liked. I liked him coming out of college. Jabril Peppers is the other one. I, I wasn't a big Jabril Peppers fan. I know the Cleveland Browns took him. Uh, you know, he lasted a little time there. He's, He's older. better in run support. If, well, if you, but he'll he, miss he, some he, tackles. He leads the yeah. team in tackles, but there will be some times where you watch him and the ball bounces his way and he'll miss a tackle. I mean, he'll yeah, just he missed he missed uh, he missed Waddle, I think, yeah. early, early in one of the, the yeah. early in the a game couple of times, awesome. like a couple of times in the game, you're going to he is going to miss a tackle that cost his team uh, some opportunity. But he leads he plays the with t- his hair on fire. He does play with his hair on fire. He's the guy that's more likely to blitz. Kyle Duggar, the safety, is going to play back is what they do. But you mentioned it, Bobby. 
you mentioned it, uh, you know, what they do and how they play, uh, you know, three. cover three. They're, they're a team, like I say, they'll go cover three, which is a zone look. They'll play cover one, which is a man look that they give. And then they'll play the uh, cover two. Those are the three best that they have. Three, if you had to rank them, it's three, one, and two. And they play what's known as a cover six. And they did this against Miami, which I noticed. It's a combination of two and four, the combination of two, cover two and cover four. But it's like it splits the field in half and you play. It's a blend of man and zone. So half mm-hmm. the field, you're playing man. The other half, you're playing a zone. And it kind of freaks the quarterbacks out because they're thinking, oh, wait a minute, they're playing zone. No, wait, they're playing man. So you get that combination. It really is a good secondary way to defend the run. It, But where it gets hurt is in the short passing game with the outs, the hooks, and things like that. So if your team that's pretty good in the short passing game, cover six is something that a lot of teams don't play, but it's kind of like a change-up that Belichick throws in there. Again, combination of cover two, cover four, splits the field in half, half the field in zone, half the field in man, and they're going to play from that. Yeah, which uh, if you'll recall, what was uh, what was the coverage that – really frustrated Dak a couple years ago uh, the in the 2020 well, season. It was, well, no, it was Fangio's cover six. It was the man match stuff. Yeah, well, and, and, and cover six has been a problem for him before. Well, what what's interesting about the last time that, that, that Belichick faced Dak was in 2021. And this was the last game, that game that Dak got hurt in the overtime. Remember, he rolls out, he throws the touchdown – He's up in the air. He comes down. He lands the calf. Is now to the locker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Prescott was 36 of 51 in that game for 445 yards. Three touchdowns, one interception. Yep. There were 19 possessions in that game where he, they did not get sacked. They played 55% of the time to play man coverage. He was 17 of 28 for 193 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. They played zone against him 45% of the game, 19 of 23 for 252. So what they did was they played this cover zero, which is a complete man across the board. No safety help in the middle of the field. Safeties are in coverage. It's just a total man, man blitz, blitz, everybody. blitz everybody look. They played, that, they played that coverage 10% of the game. Dak Prescott had three touchdowns against it. So you, you sit there and you're thinking, okay, Belichick's not going to. He would not, you're not going to play a cover zero against this guy. You wouldn't you know, think. You wouldn't think. But, but Dak did eat them up pretty good when it went to, and it went to the, uh, they played in the game. I, I got the numbers for it. They played cover one 41% of the time in that game. Cover three, they played 33% of the time. And then cover two, they played 12% of the time. So, you know, it's kind of a – and then the cover zero stuff. I have a feeling you might, you know, like I say, they played against the Dolphins. The only time we've seen the cover six was against the Dolphins. They didn't play it against the Jets. They didn't you play ha- – You have that, to do different things against the Dolphins. Yeah. By, that, by the way, I don't know about you. That was one of my takeaways from watching Patriots film was uh, get ready, Dallas, for December because Miami, man, some of the way they like to draw things up with the run game and some other things, that's going to be a challenge for Dallas here in a couple months yeah. uh, when they got to travel to Miami. The only, on, the, on I think the only season. thing, I think the only thing that stops Miami's defense is the health of Tua. 
That's the only thing that that's the only thing that stops Miami's defense right now. If offense. They, uh, excuse me, offense. Yeah, that's the only thing that stops their offense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what stopped them last year. Yep. Um. So it, it's this Patriots team, though. They they did yeah. a good job, honestly. Like when you look at how they played the Dolphins, they yep. contained them as well as anybody else. I'll tell you one of the things that's been a a detriment for the the Patriots as well, and I bet they'll they'll try to counteract this week because it worked so well for the Cardinals. Slow starts have killed the Patriots yeah. in some of these games that they get down early and then they fight back and they claw back. I think in the first quarter uh, against the Dolphins and the uh, Eagles, they fell down a combined 26 nothing. Yeah. And then the rest of the way, I think they outscored them. It was uh, 37 to 23. Yeah. Uh, outscored the Eagles and the Dolphins the rest of the way. And so they've fought back. They've clawed back. Slow starts have been something that have really hurt them. And, you know, Dallas has swarmed these teams early, the Jets and the Giants and their victories. And what did the Cardinals do? The Cardinals came out and they really, you know, put it on you early and put yeah. pressure on you early and were able to play their ball game the rest of the way. So uh, I'll be interested to see how the Patriots kind of attack Dallas early on. But this defense, what is it that really worries you, Brian, about what this defense can do? Uh, we haven't talked about the the linebackers yet. I, I think they've got a, a couple of good players. Jelani Savai is not bad against Savai, the run. Savai is good against the run. You're absolutely Savai's right. Savai is a good player. Jawan Bentley's a, Bentley is a Bentley is a thumper. I mean, when you start to talk, where you have to be careful about playing Bentley is if you try and run the ball and he'll just run through. He'll just yeah. not, I mean, he'll just read, like, he'll see a gap run through and try and, you know, gamble on the play. I think their linebackers are actually pretty good. I, yeah. I, I, I like, I like the way, uh, I like the way that they play. I like the way they use them in pass rush. The thing that you're going to have to worry about Belichick, and this is something I learned from Mike Lombardi way back in the day, because, you know, him and Mike and, or Mike and Bill Belichick, they were been together a bunch. Mike worked in with Bill in Cleveland. Mike worked with Bill in New England. And the one thing that you always, Mike always said is that Belichick always had something available that you hadn't seen. A front, uh, a, uh, a scheme, a coverage. There's always something that in a key moment in a game, he is going to throw out something that he has not shown the whole game. And it's then it's going to be that one thing. We saw it in the Super Bowl with the coverage they had down there to win the game. You know, there's always going to be something – that Belichick has in reserve that when the game is close and the game is tight and he needs to get a stop, you know, oh, he hasn't played cover six all game, all game and then all of a sudden he plays it, you know. Yeah. And so the Cowboys have to be ready for that. You have to be ready for a first-half game plan and a second-half game plan. It might, be, it might be two completely ways of playing defense. You know, there might be – it might be something totally in the first half you're ready you make adjustment in the second half he comes out in a 4-3 you know or something like that you have to be ready for him having something in reserve and you have to be ready for him for the second game plan he's going to throw at you in the game yeah that's going to be a big part of this for the Cowboys is just being prepared for whatever Belichick likes to throw at you and 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 he'll always like you mentioned the the fact that the cover six was brought out against Miami Right, um, and it's it's not something that you've seen in some of the other games. You'll you'll see random blitzes from guys. You'll see different right. guys do different things. I, I do think that the defensive line here is something that you know will be able to challenge the Cowboys a little bit. Yeah, they, they've got some guys who can 
play the run, can can rush the passer, can do a couple different things for you. Judon, Josh Uchi. Now, Uchi's going to be played more just as a straight-up rush guy. He's not going to be That's, in there he, run situations. He, he's the one, yeah, he's the one with really some explosiveness to his game. Keon, Keon White, who we just saw. Keon yeah. White's not been bad. Christian no. Barmore's not a bad player. No, this, this Barmore, is a game. Yeah, Barmore has gotten four – Barmore, I think, got four quarterback hits in the Dolphins game as a defensive tackle. Yeah. So, yeah. This, this, this is a Patriots defense that – you, if, if the Cowboys have the same red zone execution problems that they've had in recent weeks, the Patriots will beat them. Yeah, and and so they 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 need to execute in the red zone. We can't have another week of none of the receivers getting touches in the red zone. Mm. If you don't score red zone touchdowns this week, it needs to be because you're scoring from 30, 40 yards out. Like they, yeah. they need touchdowns this week. They can't have the same struggles. That's going to be a big issue for the Cowboys. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast, the Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. And, you know, we, we haven't gotten any questions in here from, from Dean Julia in a little while. So he, uh, well, he, Wait a minute. Did he, he asked six, didn't he? He asked several, but we haven't gotten any of them in. And okay. so I, we, I think we've gone, a, like, you know. Pick, pick his month. best one. Pick his yeah. best one. Uh, let's see here. Here's a good one from Dean Julia, uh, who this mailbag is named after. Do you think we'll see more Turpin and Deuce this week? Was kind of shocked to see how little they got involved in Arizona. One play. I was really surprised that there was nothing from Vaughn, and, and Turpin was very limited. He, Vaughn played one play, and it was that on special teams? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was one play. Yeah, I uh... – I don't know. I mean, I there's there's a side of me that there's a side of me with how the Patriots play their front and kind of bring blitzes. I don't know how much you'll see Deuce Vaughn playing this game. I think this will be a game of Pollard, uh, Hunter Lipke. Uh, by the way, I'd like to see more Hunter Lipke. State of North Dakota, I apologize to you. For I'd any, like to see more Honey Lipke, but I would like to not see it at fullback. I'd honestly just like I'd to like see him to see, line it up as a single back. I'd like to see Hunter Lipke take on the role of the third and one guy. Because sure. if you're third and one guy and you're getting nine yards, I'm not saying he's going to get that every time. But that is a guy that has a feel for how to hit the cracks and the gaps and get positive yards. That's what you need. So is is it a game plan where, you know, Belichick, Belichick came out in the uh, – in the press conference and said they had the best returner in the league. That tells me that he's not going to kick this guy the ball. I don't think yeah. any, and they punt. I don't think they're going to kick. Belichick even shouted out CJ Goodwin. He, yeah. when he went down the rosters, by the way, uh, did not mention the quarterback at all yeah. in his five minute diatribe. Just want to point that out, uh, Brian. So, you know, yeah. uh, but I will say that I, I think the more you can get Deuce Vaughn involved, the more I'm in favor of it. Now, now I understand like if you, you don't necessarily want him out there 60 snaps, but, Get some creativity out there. You, you yeah. get, get some motion involved. He's shown that in space he can be a problem. Use him to your advantage. That I, I would be screen package. Go for a screen Do package. It. Knock yeah. it out. Uh, which, by the way, when's the parade scheduled? You got the fifteen yard touchdown. Yeah. On, on the screen pass to Dowdle. 
How about that? You, you, you've got you've got to get the parade going, Brian. They they put the ball in the Hall of Fame. They went to the Pro Football and Canton asked for the ball. <laughs> they asked for Dowdle's gloves, his shoes, and the ball to put in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah, makes sense. It's uh, it, it, it and McCarthy's deserved. McCarthy's play card with the circle of the screen call. I don't think it. Yeah, it, it's a monumental thing. They uh, yeah, they laminated it. They're going to make a plaque out of it. Uh, question: It was here forty from- games. <laughs> it was forty damn games. The last time the quarterback threw a Boy, touchdown, Dowdle was, had Dowdle had a hell of a game. Actually, he he, he was did. good. He was good. Forty games. The yeah. last time the quarterback threw a touchdown on a screen. By the way, for all the people who consistently complained about why did people have Dowdle ahead of Malik Davis, I hope you've seen the first. Three you just weeks saw, yeah, yeah. Why this team has loved Rico Dowdle, and he might need to Powell. play more. Might need to play but him some more. He's he's got juice. He's a good player. He just really? he's never been able to stay healthy. A uh, question point. here from John: Which Cowboys player has been the most disappointing so far through three games? John's submission is Damone Clark, but Brian, who is your most disappointing player so far? I think Damone Clark is is a really good one to to name there. I have to say this: I know he's only played two or three games. What's Brandon Cooks done? You know, I thought the first game he was good. I th- I, th- I thought he showed some savvy. He yeah. he had the, he he picked up two big penalties on third downs, and he had a, a fourth down catch in the okay, middle. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll stand corrected. I just wanted him to be better in that game. Tight the ends, other day. tight ends have been disappointing. I thought your tight ends would be better than they have. How they've about dropped, they've dropped? How about passes. linebackers? How about line? How about yeah. Leighton Vanderesh too? Yeah, I, I think if you're gonna, it's just this one game. I have a bad. I should. Yeah. Who? Okay. Most disappointed in for three games. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is, is that. I was just having flashbacks of what was going on with the Arizona <laughs> game. For, for over the course of three games, I've been disappointed that the tight ends haven't been better. I, I, I'm disappointed. Schoonmakers dropping passes, Hendershots dropping passes. Ferguson, they yeah. all three have dropped passes this year, and I, I, that's yeah. Everybody was so ready to run Dalton Schultz out of town, and I, I, I don't know if you were as. I don't know that it's just as easy to well, replace a guy who just consistently will move the chains for you as they thought it would. Be. See, if you want to go just off, and you're trying to go three games, but two of the games, this group was dominant. They were dominant with you know with the way that they played. The tight overall. ends? No, no, just the team itself. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna say the tight ends were not. The tight, the tight, the the tight ends. Ferguson four of eight in the red zone. Nah, Schoolmakers uh, drop nah, passes. Nah. I, I will say this: I was very disappointed in the and it's just one game and and he would own this himself. I was very disappointed in the way J. Ron Curse played last week. Oh yeah, that, I mean that Curse. I think holds himself to a higher standard. He is upset with how he played last. Curse Wilson, Vanderesh, Clark. In three games, Clark hasn't been as good. That Clark is a Clark is a very good one. That the 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 what was the gentleman's name? That, that, John. 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 Really good observation on your part. Uh, next question. You sure here. it was John, or did you just guess? No, it's uh, look. I'll, I'll show you right here, Brian. It's uh, it's John. See, okay, right there, John. Okay, that's th- a little whatever. Yeah. But thanks, John. John. I thought you were uh, just ne- guessing. No, it's John. Next question here from Garrett. Uh, Devin Harper was released before we recorded this. Uh-huh. Uh, bad penalty the other day. Uh, question from Garrett is: Is Wanye Thomas an under the radar candidate to pick up these linebacker snaps after they cut Harper? 
which Harper wasn't playing a lot, but he was getting some snaps. He was. This, we, we, and we had talked about when Donovan Wilson came back that you were going to have to shift some stuff around. Mm-hmm. It may have been the return of Wilson – Plus, they need they, they've run out of elevations for Brock Hoffman. They need a yeah. roster spot for him. Yeah, and Wanye Thomas, like you know, they they want to keep guys like that more involved. Yeah, I I totally. I mean, the Harper thing it's unfortunate, but he he tackled that guy right off the line. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're in space right there in front of the official. You're the end guy in the line of scrimmage, and you tackle the guy. Can't do that. They're going to call that every damn time, and they did. It's like I think. I think Babe Lothenberg, or it might have been Moose Johnson, was like a 61-yard penalty, basically. You know? God, you can't have that. Now, last question here from Chorizo Quarterback. Chorizo, uh, good Dak, sausage, yeah. Does Dak try to do too much when he's shorthanded? Is there a pattern to his play when some of his best players on offense are hurt? I actually think it's the opposite. I think Dak gets frustrated that he's not allowed to do more. Bobby, I'm going to ask you a serious question here. Hit me. Okay, and I know there's some love in your heart for Dak Prescott. But I'm going to ask you this question. You and I watched the tape of the New York Giants against the Arizona Cardinals, right? Uh Uh-huh. Arizona Cardinals were down, what, by 21 points Uh, in that game? 28-7, yeah. Yeah, they were down 21. Cowboys have better receivers or the Giants have better receivers? Uh, Cowboys do. Makeshift offensive line or Giants offensive line? Uh, Cowboys offensive line. Quarterback Prescott or 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 uh, or or the Giants quarterback. Prescott. Okay. Something's bad. That that was a bad game for Dak Prescott because you know how does Arizona? How do the Giants come back in a game with everything you just said? And I agree with you. Well, you I, didn't. You didn't ask me the most important one of that combination. What the play calling? Yeah. Give me okay. Mike Kafka. Over your, uh, over this play caller. Okay, if 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 that's really what you believe, then I I you know that, that's that's fine. I'm not look, look Dak. I'm just Dak telling you, man. Better. He's got, and I'm not. Yeah. This is, but they're. they're let's be honest here. Yeah. Dak let's needs be to, honest Dak about. Needs to be better. You I mean you had you know your line was how how did the Giants who you guys smash in Week One just totally demoralize them? Have no quarterback play, no offensive line, no receivers, no nothing. Yeah, and they come back on twenty-one points on that defense. Yeah, At yeah, some no, point in time, he has got to find a way. He has got to find a way to when things are not perfect. You know, when the line is, he had the better receivers. He had the it was a makeshift line, yes. But you, how how dispute? does the Giants the week before come back on twenty-one points would and you, you dispute, don't do squat? Would you dispute that the Giants were? pushing more vertical concepts in that game than Dallas. That was the Yeah, because they had to. They had to. Right. And so did did the Cowboys. Dallas Dallas had to, and Dallas just – it's not in the offense, or they're not willing to call it. You know what? If it's not in the offense, then what in in week six, like I predicted in June or week seven, Mm -hmm. Brian Schottenheimer's going to be calling plays. I think Schottenheimer. I think I think Schottenheimer's got a similar perspective. Look, here's the and this is. What uh, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. But I, agree. I just don't. I just don't know. And this is what's so damn frustrating to me. And I'm sorry, folks out there. I, I, but Dak, Dak as the quarterback, C.D. Lamb. Oh, it's good. They have got to find a way. They cannot. They can't not go to Arizona and lose that game. Not no. when they're the better team. You know, At not some when. Point, 
do you, do you remember at the end of 2018 when there was a sort of we heard whispers? I can't about remember it. what it, I had for lunch today. No, I know. So I know but me. I'm, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you, and you'll remember. At the end of 2018, do you remember that semi-hostile takeover of the offense from Scott Linehan at the end of the year against the Giants? Where the game plan became more Garrett was involved. Yeah. Nussmeyer, you and I heard similar things, and they yeah. were pushing the ball hard. Sure. And they had those, they included the option routes again, the yeah. cover two beaters with the tight end. That was Jarwin exploding. Yeah. I think it's going to have to reach a point where if they continue to call the offense the way they do, it's not going to cut it when you go against bigger contenders. And eventually there's going to have to be a sort of hostile takeover of the passing concepts. Because I think if you listen, even after the Jets game, which they won, the quarterback sounds frustrated that he's not being allowed to do. I, you know what? That And that's fine. But to, and, and, that, and, it's, and it's good. Folks, I am not. I'm just saying as how do the Giants come back from 21 points down when they when they are not better to you in anything? Yeah, anything. Yeah, that, that's something that's, to that's for, something them. has to change. Yeah, and and I mean, there's got to be a time where I don't care if it's you know if McCarthy sits on the game plan, I don't care. But there got to there has to be a time where you find a way to be a difference maker in the game. Yeah, yeah, and especially when the defense and the defense kind of kind of got it together by half. Yeah, they gave up yeah. a 69 yard pass. Outside but, of that one big play, though, they played good in the second half. They did. Yeah, I'm just saying is you 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 got to I just don't that that's the thing that just blows my mind that in everything that we just talked about line makeshift receivers they were all there and the quarterback you know and you can't find a way to win that game that that is that's something that will will drive me nuts until they find a way to win a game again. That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to the crawfish questions. Uh, that, that, I don't know the size yet. We will have to see the weather. The weather pattern will tell you about the crawfish. I do saw that. I, I like the. I like the the tweet though. I like. Do, do you do you eat the head, Brian? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't eat any of it. Yeah, no, because you. They're they're called mud bugs for a reason. Bambino. Bambino. <laughs> Porquito. Porquito Bambito. Exactly. For Brian Bratis, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.